0: Today we're going to be talking about the power of salvation through the righteousness of God. Now, I've been in a series now for several weeks when I was just talking about the righteousness of God, wherein we talk about the promise of life. God has promised us life. 1 John says, this is the promise He has made us, eternal life. You know, the promise God has made you is not Thank God. It's not a BMW or a nice house or any of those things. That's not the promises of God. The promise that God has made man is eternal life. And for those of you that missed the communion, my goodness, you know, make sure you slot in a bit earlier that you can partake of that with us because there's so much wonderful revelation that flows in that time wherein we just share uh, what Christ has done for us. And in the communion, I was just sharing on how we are partakers of the life of God and how death will not reign over us and rule over us, but that we will have the, the light of life and how life will manifest in us and push out all death and therefore also push out everything that we think we cannot have victory over. But the greatest promise that God has made us, this is the promise, the Bible says, eternal life. And the wonderful thing is that God has promised this even before time. Now, when we read John chapter 6, we see the Father of life has granted Jesus to have life in him. And Jesus lived by the life of the Father. And we live by the very life that the Father gave Jesus. And by Christ, we will live. So, the life that Jesus has in the resurrection is our life. That life, when it enters us, conquers fear, condemnation, guilt, and death by God's doing. And that is the promise of God to us. And that is the foundation. That is God's righteousness. That is the goodness of God. That is the equitable deed of God. That is what He grants man from the beginning. And church, we're going to teach this more and more. And we need to realize that the gospel of Jesus is not about heaven and hell. The gospel of Jesus is about life. And we need a, we've been robbed uh, from the power of the gospel in two ways. Um, number one, uh, through, people, uh, through, through legalism and law, wherein we hear that Jesus is our Savior, but what we see salvation is from is from hellfire, know that we will not go to hell one day but that is not the gospel the gospel is the good news that god um, saves us from death by granting us his life by bringing life to a human being jesus and that we who believe in him when we believe in him christ has entered our hearts so how does something enter your heart when you believe in it when christ entered your heart what happens you find life You find this life coming to you and now the life that gives life to God, which is the life of the Father, will now start to give you life in this world. Glory to God. That life manifests in the fruit of the Spirit. Glory to God. Now, church, if I look at, um, you know, what's going on in the world today, we have come to a place where, where we actually the gospel was so powerless that we had to, um, we only used the gospel as in the power and the signs and wonders and miracles, and that was for certain gifted people. And then the power of the gospel was in that we will be saved from hell and go to heaven one day. But the power of the gospel was not seen in how God gives us life by his resurrection power. And all we do is believe, and we can expect the life of God through that. Um, I'm going to try and explain what is in my heart. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that I will be able to explain this to people uh, today. Um, you know, when I look at grace, the message of grace, the, the gospel of grace is God's divine influence upon the heart and the acting out in the life that includes gratitude. In other words, God influencing your belief, and god manifesting his life in you today now i don't want to start a big stir or anything like that but the grace teaching is not the message of god's tolerance for death in the life of the believer and god's acceptance of death in the life of people that is not the grace message The grace message is the message of God granting us eternal life. And this is, I want to define eternal life. This is Bertie Britt's definition of eternal life. Eternal life is a kind of a life that is so durable that it casts out all death. And when it, an account of this kind of a life that, enters us and it pushes out death it also pushes out all the traces of death or even things that would cause death in your life which would be the fruit of the flesh or what we would call the works of the flesh which is mentioned in Galatians 6 which is things like hatred bitterness outbursts of wrath alcohol abuse sexual immorality and all those kind of things so that is all all pushed out by the life we embrace what we have done and what we've seen and I've just come to realize this more and more we have made we we have felt so disqualified church by a legalistic approach of uh, uh, you know on the gospel and and towards God by law that we have defined the gospel basically as the message wherein God says I'm not angry with you That's not the gospel. The gospel is not, I'm not angry with you. God is not an angry God. Uh, The gospel is not the message of God was so angry and then Jesus came and appeased the anger of the Father. Therefore, he's not angry with us. Therefore, we save from the anger of God. That is a lie. That is absolute lie and when we believe that we will hear God's not angry with us and for all of us who has believed that God has been angry with us we'll feel this salvation from fear, we'll feel this salvation from um, you know God going to kill us one day in judgment and all those kind of things yet we will refuse to understand what salvation is all about. What salvation is all about is to save us from the death that's inside our flesh by dying away the contract we had with death and therefore receiving the life of God the life of the father of life and as that life enters us we find that life starts to grow in us and as that life starts to grow in us the life of God pushes out all the traces of death all those kind of things and gives us freedom from sin and then at the end freedom from death which is the last enemy that shall be conquered so what God came to save man from is death in the physical body death in the physical body manifests this way and I, I hope you I can explain this and this is a radical change from what we normally hear and even from what I would teach in a long time not that I am against what I've thought I act absolutely stand with everything that I've taught and I just believe that in many years of teaching this I I came to the place where I just felt man I'm going to use the boldness to preach what I believe concerning these things Uh, glory to God persecution or no persecution I want to preach what I believe about this for this shall give us life amen and we will have what God has intended for us church you know we've come to a place where We want to apologize for saying that God can set you free from something like homosexuality. We can't say that because, are you then saying it is wrong? My goodness, it's not a sin to say that God can save you from it. It's not a sin to say that God can save you from alcohol abuse. It's not a sin to say that God can save you from the very thing that causes all these things. It's not a sin to offer freedom. It's not a sin to say that God, by His doing, when we are set free from the law and a wrong belief, will start to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit in our life. And it's not a sin to say that we grow in these things and as our understanding broadens, we start to see more of the fruit of God manifest in our life. Hallelujah! You know, so what we are saying is that God has come not to save us from an angry father. God has not come to save us from okay we've been guilty by breaking a law and now God says okay the law's been passed the law's passed away so you are not just not guilty anymore and because you're not guilty you are saved. No, the, the thing is God saw that something is killing his people and he wants to save man from what kills man by offering his life That will cast out all darkness, cast out all sin, cast out all of those things out of us. And the way the access we have into this grace, this divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life is by faith. The way something enters your heart is by you believing it. You know, when something enters your heart, when a thought comes to you and you grab a hold of that thought and you believe what it says, it has entered the depth of your being. It's entered your heart. And from there, it starts to grow inside you and manifest it. That seed enters your heart. You believe it. That's how God enters your heart, by you believing Him. Amen. So what has God come to do? He he has promised man eternal life. And that life was made manifest unto us. How? The life which was from the beginning. That which was from the beginning, which was what? The life of the Father of life. The life of God Himself. We have seen that life, John said. That life came into a human being. What did that life do? That life took a human that had all the sin of all the world upon him, that had all the death of all the world upon him, conquered sin conquered death raised that human up into a physical undying human body we saw the promise of God fulfilled in Jesus and John said we have Come to handle that life. We've come to experience that life. And there's now the law of life that is at work. There's a principle of life. The Spirit can raise people unto life, and we will see that life manifest in us. Not just as some spooky spiritual life somewhere. I'm talking about a life that's entered us through faith in the grace of Jesus Christ that we can see the freedom of God, the freedom from the flesh, freedom from all those things manifest inside us on account of the doing of God wherein we don't get our hands into the mix where we try to do things by our own works and bring forth the life of God but where we fully rely upon the resurrection power of Christ to bring forth the life of God in us. Amen. Let me read First uh, John, First John, um, man, I'm not even in the passage I wanted to read, <laughs> but let us just, thank you, Holy Spirit, you know, you raising up life into this message, and you bringing life to everybody that hears this. It says, that which was from the beginning, this is John, which we have heard, which we have seen, which are with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled Of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father, and which was manifested unto us. So, what is he talking about? He says, with the Father, the Father of life. People, let us not beat around the bush. Let's read John here. John 6. John 6 and verse 53. This is it. (laughs) I want to tell you, you hang around this message, you're going to have life. Hallelujah. He says, Whosoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. The kind of life that will last forever. And I will raise him up at the last day. It says, you'll have the life that conquers all death. For my flesh is meat indeed. My my flesh, Jesus said, will feed your body unto life. And my blood is drink indeed. What does food do? It keeps you alive. Right. So if we drink the blood of Jesus, if we eat the uh, uh, flesh of Jesus, it will feed us and sustain our physical bodies and even raise us from the grave. Goes on. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father. As the living Father, the Father that is alive, and the Father of all life, God himself has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eats eats me, even he shall live by me, so there was a living father, and this living father made a promise from before time, that we, he grants his life unto us, and that was the promise, that was the word of life, there was a word, a message, a hope, guys, I'm you. I'm going to get you to a place where the kind of life you have in you is not the life that will cause you to have death one day. The life that I will bring to you is a kind of a life that will spring up into life everlasting. We will have this fountain of living water and this fountain of living water will gush out of us. We will preach the life, the gospel of Jesus. We will see the fruit of the Holy Spirit manifest in us. And this will be a fountain spring up into what? Eternal, immortality, undying life. Wherein our bodies, wherein this body, wherein sin dwells, wherein death dwells, is. A, 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 resurrected, made alive by the word of life and it brings forth life inside us unto the point where sin lost everything, all of its power. I'm not talking about guilt before God. I'm talking about manifestation of life manifesting inside us in the form of the fruit of the Spirit, ending in conquering death. Glory to God. That's what He promised. Listen to what John says here, people. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. What was from the beginning which we have looked upon? Which... Which we have handled with our hands. What was from the beginning that Jesus saw that His hands have handled? Uh, uh, That the disciples saw that their hands have handled? This is what they saw of the message, the word of life. So from the beginning was a message of life, a promise that we will live and not die. That's what God promised. And he, the way we will have live and not die is not by doing good works. It's by believing upon the Father. And when we believe upon him, the Father of life and the living Father enters us when we believe upon Jesus, eat his flesh, drink his blood. He enters our heart. And as the Father granted him to have life, he, when we believe upon him, grants us to have that life. And that life starts to push out and stop the all kinds of death, all kinds of anger all kinds of bitterness, all kinds of Uh, abuses, all kinds of cravings, all kinds of those kind of things. And we find the life of God. We find we are heirs of the very life of God. And here John said that we saw that word fulfilled in a human being, in Jesus Christ. He says, For the life was manifested, and we have seen it. We bear witness, and we show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us, that which, that, that we Uh, that which we have seen and have heard we declare unto you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with the son Jesus Christ Uh, um, so what he's saying here is he says listen guys (laughs) our fellowship is with life we have been granted life and then he goes on and he says in verse 9 he says if you can confess that you have that you have sinned and that Jesus has died away this for you, and you have fellowship and you walk in the light, in this revelation of this light of what we have seen and beheld, and you can believe this. What will happen? He says, He will set you free from all your unrighteousness. Meaning, this message of life will enter your heart, and from there, what will we expect? We'll expect the we will expect the righteousness of God. God. God is just, and He will forgive us of all our sins. What that means is not that He will not be angry. What that means, church, is that He will set us free. Let me read verse 8 there. He says, If we say, We have no sin. We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive or to set us free from our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, what is He saying here? He's not saying, I'm wiping the slate clean. This has got nothing to do with a slate. It's got to do with death indwelling us. That's what it's got to do with. Now, let's go to Romans 7, and I'm going to touch Romans 7 and 8, and that's how I'm going to end off. Romans 7. Listen to what Paul says here. From verse 19, he says, For the good which I do, do not. For the good, for the good that I want to do, I don't do. This is verse 19. But the evil which I don't want to do, that I do. Now, if I do that which I don't want to do, it's no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. So here you see Paul confesses his sin. This is how Paul confessed sin. He says says that if I I live by the law, I find that in my flesh is the inability to have eternal life. I find sin manifesting in me and the wages of that is death. Meaning, by the law, I cannot have eternal life. That's what he's saying. He says, I find then a a law that when I want to do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God of the inward man, but I see another law in my members, in my flesh, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So he says, in my members is a law that says, I cannot have life by my works. Inside my flesh is death. I'm dying by my ability unless the father of life, or the living father grants me life, I have no life, that is the confession of sin, that's what it is, okay, then he goes on, he says, um, oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death, who shall deliver me from the thing that the life I live don't want, the one I hate I live, Who shall deliver me from the system of the more good I want to do, the less good I do? Who shall deliver me from that? He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin and death. So he says, when my mind wants to do good, I find that my human body does not possess the ability, it doesn't have the life in it, to Um, to live forever and have that life i can't have it but god then it says here there is therefore no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit now what does he say here he says guys when we want to obey the law we find that this body doesn't have eternal life in it but christ does have it so if we We need something that can set us free from having life, um, from trying to access freedom from sin by willpower and works of the law. For the law cannot do it. The law's got the promise of life, but it can't bring it forth. But God comes and He gives life as a free gift. Now, if we are in the place where we receive the Holy Spirit, What will the Spirit do? It will set me free from the law of sin and death. Therefore, he goes on and he says, you know, that uh, uh, in verse 2 there, "...for the law of the Spirit of life has sent me free from the law of sin and death, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh." What does that mean? God condemns this power that takes us back all the time. So what can we we expect when we believe upon Jesus? My goodness, we expect the life of God. We expect freedom from all these passions, freedom from bitterness, hatred, resentment, freedom from all of that, and the life of God. And we present our members now as as instruments unto holiness. How do we do that? By believing that we are believing that, there, that God's love, promise of life has been granted unto us. He's raised the man from the dead. He's poured out His Spirit upon all flesh. Now, as we believe that, through belief, something enters your heart. And as I believe this, this becomes the core from where my whole life is shaped and formed. And what do I find? Voila! The life of God standing, starting to manifest in me glory to God isn't that awesome he says um, when we believe this we shall have life I want to just read one more verse here let me just find it here in verse 8 verse 9 he says but if Christ be in you the body is dead because of sin But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. So what is he saying here? He says, if Christ is in you, what did we read in John 6? He says, if you eat me, then you are in me and I am in you. So when we believe this truth, what do we find? We find Christ in us and we find our thoughts and our life and everything inside who and what he is. And what what happens then? He says, when we are in this place, he says the spirit is life, he says, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. He says, if Christ be in you, this body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So when, even if Christ is in me, this body is a place wherein death will manifest. So if Christ is in me, I'm not going to, when I eat of that, what do I see in my body? I see still some of the fruit of this flesh in me but this is the reminder the spirit is life because of god's righteousness so my expectation is then the resurrection power of god manifesting in me he says therefore brethren we are not debtor we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh so what he's saying here is we don't owe the flesh any service anymore i don't owe the flesh any service i don't owe the flesh anything wherein i have to have bitterness hatred self-resentment stinginess fear and all those things i don't owe it anymore i am not in it's got it's got no right to that anymore but all now is i can say my life is now available for the resurrection power of christ amen amen now church let me end off this way This can be very challenging to you because it's confronting you uh, with a life wherein God manifests his life in you, wherein you are set free from bondage and all those kind of things. And you might easily think this is just all about, um, you know, uh, 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 I must change my life. I'm not saying you must change your life. I'm, I'm inviting you to Christ bringing forth his life in you. Amen and amen. Uh, let us just pray together. Father, thank you so much that I can just minister this word to you, uh, to these people, via you, and that your life is in me. I thank you, Lord, as I pray for the people in our web fellowship, that they will just experience your life. Everyone that has listened to this, I thank that people are set free today from all kinds of abuse, all kinds of hurt, pain things of the past, as they present their bodies a living sacrifice unto you, wherein they stand up and they say, body, you are alive from the dead on account of Christ. I present you alive. I present you, you know, that you are alive, yet you have died with Christ, and that the life of Christ belongs to you. I thank you, Father, I can do that right now, in Jesus' mighty name. I just see somebody taking You know, uh, that struggle with alcohol, taking that bottle and throwing it away and you are free. I can see that. I see somebody um, being set free from drugs, um, certain medications and stuff. And you just feel that freedom come your way. You are free in Jesus' mighty name. I just see people that ask... confused with 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 the, with the message of grace when you felt like I don't know about the power of God what about the new life I just see a clarity that ah oh, thank you it was not a works thing it was also not an acceptance of death thing it was uh, this is a God thing I see freedom for you as well in Jesus mighty name glory to God this message has touched your life and you want to testify about the goodness of God in your life please write us at at infodynamicministries.com if you would like to um, speak to any of our web pastors please go to dynamicministries.com click on web fellowship and there you'll find all our web pastors please know that we do have face-to-face group meetings during the week which is like cell group meetings all of the information is on our website dynamicministries.com click on web fellowship I also want to um, thank all those of you that give towards Dynamic Love Ministries. Your contributions are um, highly appreciated. Thank you for your generosity in giving on a regular basis to this ministry. That's what makes it uh, possible for us to bring this message to you. And if you feel that generosity in your heart and you would like to give, just go to the donate button on our website and you can give over there. Thank you so much and God bless you.